this is Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Weirdo Magnet. I'm here with my friend Jimmy. Hey. And uh, today we're going to talk about all of our um, different odd jobs we like to call name tag jobs that we most people have had before they got careers. was your first job and what would you what did you do uh-huh i also call them joe jobs yeah remember joe the plumber like those commercials no it was like an election or two ago everybody was oh yeah friends yeah, yeah, with yeah joe the plumber right and yeah. having a kitchen table talk yeah <laughs> the real heart of america yeah yeah, yeah exactly um uh, my first job was at the mall food court a and w hot dogs and more <laughs> no that's not true i was a, i was a janitor before that Okay, and how old were you when you were a janitor? Um, <clears throat> probably 13, maybe 13. It was my dad's office. Okay, so that's why there was no slave labor, child labor law. I'm sure there were, but... <laughs> and I mowed, I mowed lawns. I did paper route. I mean, if you're going right. to count all that. But if you're yeah. going to count name tag job, the first time I got a name tag was at the mall. All right. Mine is, well, my backstory, I had no janitorial work, but I was a paper girl. <clears throat> I used to deliver a free paper called the spinal column. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I delivered the spinal column. And then, um, well, I guess before that, I did babysitting or maybe that was simultaneously. So, you know, I was a babysitter for quite a while. But my first official name tag job, I, oh my God, name tag job, um, I think was the IGA grocery store. So, so where was the spinal column? Where was it? Yeah, where? What well it served what town? oh Milford. So I grew up in Milford and so it served the Milford Union Lake Commerce area. Uh-huh. And my actual route was like, I don't know, two or three streets only. It wasn't like a full yeah, blown yeah. and it was a once a week paper. So I would get like a giant, you know, stack and then I would have to roll them all and all that. My hands would be all black from the ink. Right. I and remember. I <clears throat> I would only make um three dollars a week. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> once a month they would fold my check in with the papers, like just very trustingly, just shove it in. I mean, who's going to steal a check for $12? You never know. Well, Back in the day, <laughs> simpler times. It's a lot of money. So I was in eighth, um, like junior high when I did that, like seventh or eighth grade. Because I didn't get my grocery store job at the deli. It was prestigious at the time until um, I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. So I slacked off up until then. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, I guess you could say my first real job. Like where I had to fill out a timesheet and uh, show up on time, right? Things like that. Was A and W. But the food court, and I hated it a lot, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I people, you know, we sold hot dogs, root beer, some fried something or other. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was a good like very narrow uh, little, you you know, like the mall is. Yeah. <laughs> You're trapped behind this counter and Tiny the fry yeah. you know and uh i would i hated these people so much when they said like they wanted mustard i would write like asshole in the mustard <laughs> in cursive yeah <laughs> did you ever get caught doing never that? got caught i mean i would do it kind of sloppy but just yeah. in my heart yeah. i knew that they were eating that made you feel a little better it did i get it yeah when i worked at the deli so there was two people that worked and we're talking like traditional grocery store deli so meat slicer and i had to have my mom sign a waiver because i was supposed to be 18 to work that meat slicer uh -huh. but i was 16 but oh. we skirted around that i got permission 
So I had a permission slip from my mom and then, well, somebody had to work the chicken fryer. So you either had to like stand next to this vat of thousand right. hot grease and like dip chicken in there or your other job was the whatever they called it the breakout freezer so you'd have to go get all the dough out of this giant walk-in freezer for the next day's donuts because mm -hmm. shocker we're not making those homemade what <laughs> so you'd have to go like collect them we need four glaze whatever you know it's just like the <clears throat> the frozen dough and then like you'd have to cover it and then it would proof overnight and then in the morning i, I assume the morning baker shift would frost those yeah. But I assume that's how most grocery stores do the donut thing. Um, but the chicken fryer was quite terrifying. Well, that, that's what I was trying <clears throat> to say. Like, I, I'm I'm right, you know, belly to the, the little cashier. And if I took five steps back, I was going to fall into the fryer. Yeah. You know, and you'd come home and I'd just like have an inch of grease on my face. Yeah. No which matter... is great for a teenage <laughs> teenager in general. Yeah. And then I'm sure like the smell never went away. Mm -mm. And we, we had, you know, a little shirts with a collar knit yeah. shirts. it wasn't as bad as that one place hot dog and a stick hot dog and a stick <laughs> i <always laughs> felt bad for those people with that giant like rainbow hat thing. yeah like you just give up on well, like why, why would why would you insult someone like that i it, mean you're already at a mall you're already trapped behind a tiny counter you're already minimum wage job yeah. why would you dress them up like they're an idiot i don't know although to that point segues into when i worked at little caesars we had a equally awkward outfit so i had to wear tan khaki pants which everyone yeah. everyone looks great in khaki yeah especially in the mid early 90s sure. couldn't get enough khaki no and then i had a green knit shirt with the little little caesar guy on the corner and then i had to wear a uh, like a like a tennis visor but cloth what that, that yeah. doesn't even <laughs> doesn't even help that was the rest of the outfit and then i lived like probably a mile and a half this was again in milford to the store but instead of like getting dressed when i got there which is what i assume a normal person would do no i for some reason i would get dressed in my uniform before i left for work yeah and then i would just walk through town in that outfit <laughs> <laughs> apparently either had no shame or just really whatever i was just like well this is more convenient so that was my outfit um for little caesar's and that was your typical, you know, pizza place. But they were very, because it's very corporate-y, like, uh, like there was charts everywhere. Like if you're making a medium pizza, it's only allowed to have 30 pepperoni or whatever it is. And there was a chart of how you're supposed to place them. Right. And even back then as a teenager, it was way too corporate for me. So when my boss wasn't looking, I would cheat and put way more pepperoni. Ooh. Because I felt like these people are getting ripped off, right? But they're still getting two pizzas for one because pizza pizza was all the thing. I remember Little Caesars, pizza pizza. Yeah. And then every month or whatever, like if there was a new special, you had to say it. So, and for some reason it always rhymed with pizza, obviously. So it was pizza, 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 pizza. <laughs> like for a while, it was my job to answer the phone. So, you know, someone calls and I was like, hi, would you like to try the pizza, 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 pizza? And there's this pause and this guy's like, what the fuck did you say? And I was like, pizza, 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 which basically was every meat that we sold. Sure. So it was like ham, bacon, sausage, pepperoni, and ground beef. Like disgusting. Yeah. Um, and so whatever promo it was, but my boss, she was nuts. Um, I guess I could give her a fake name because I don't know if she's still alive. Let's call her Faye. Her name Faye. Faye. And then my coworker, Faye Jr., uh, was apparently thought she might be pregnant. So uh -huh. she decided to take a pregnancy test at work. <laughs> and then Faye, the boss, found it and she was all horrified and she like 
She comes up from the bathroom waving this pregnancy test around. In the kitchen? Yeah. In front of our faces. Which one of you girls took this? Whose is this? And I'm like, I'm a virgin. It's not mine. Like, I'm, <laughs> It is not mine. And so I can't remember if the coworker ended up pregnant or not. But she's just taking pregnancy tests at work. Well, if you're living at home with your parents. I guess it's better. Maybe... But wouldn't you do a better job of covering it up? Why Isn't would there you a trash just... can? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Wrap it in something else. Like, anyways, um, that... That lasted maybe like six months. And then I went to a different pizza place because it was a family owned and it was a little less strict. Yeah, I remember the the mall food court. I mean, you had to get there at a certain time and be on time. And if you had time to lean, you had time to clean. (laughs) You remember those signs? Yeah. And I mean, so you're always doing some crap, you know. Some dumb thing. And and then I would would have my lunch break and we had a Taco Bell there. (laughs) <laughs> and I would spend like two hours of working wages to buy my lunch at Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> you know, did, but did you get a free meal at A and W? Um, I think I probably could have. I might have like stole some like root beer and stuff, but I didn't want to eat that crap. You okay, because usually, because Taco Bell is so much better for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, usually, when you work those jobs, like a free meal is part of your like shift benefit. Like they try to sell it like. Free uniforms, like as if you have a choice. Right. So free uniform and free food, because I also, this is jumping around a lot, but I also worked at McDonald's when I was 23, which is pretty old for fast food. Yeah. But what had happened was I... I see a lot of elderly people at fast food these days. Yeah. But this was like, most of my coworkers at that time were like 14. Right. And I remember the manager giving me a hard sell. He's like, well, uh, you've never worked fast food before. And I said, well, I worked at Hot Now. Uh, Hot Now, which is, you familiar with those? I think it's mostly a Michigan Northern chain. But anyways, they're owned by PepsiCo Corporation. And they, and Taco, so they own Taco Bell, Hot Now, KFC. Yum. The Yum brands. Yeah. Y-U-M. Yeah. And so. Hot Now. Hot Now. (laughs) That doesn't sound right at all. That outfit was, (laughs) just for a visual, a purple t-shirt with a lightning bolt that said Hot Now on it. And then I had a hat, like an old style trucker hat, the net kind yeah it said hot now on it my grandparents very proud of me always which is now which is sweet but at the time it was like mortifying they come to visit me and they're like oh and they're like at the window hi kelly and they're waving to me and they want to take my picture and i'm like nope no no they're like yeah it'll be fine i'm like no um but i think i humored them and i let them but anyway hot now um hot now (laughs) So, this is so wrong. my boss was like a 21 year old guy and he was like sleeping with like three of the co-workers and I, w- and I was offended because I wasn't one of them. Well, it sounds like a brothel to begin with. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, hot now. And uh, when, when buns came, like hamburger buns, that was one of the things they were heated, they were toasted. Ooh. So you'd have to yell hot buns when they came out of the <laughs> oven. And like, so the whole thing was just ripe with sexual innuendo for whatever uh-huh. reason, no reason really. Um, but hot now, so I tried to get a job at McDonald's after, and the guy at McDonald's was like, well, you've never worked fast food. And I said, I worked at hot now. And he's like, well, they don't have a lobby. <laughs> and I said. Yeah, they don't I, have a lobby. I said, well, trust me, I can handle some tables and chairs. And I said, and the other thing I can tell you is that I'll show up every day. You have people that are like 14 years old working back there. I'm 23. I'm going to show up. Because um, I had had some other awful job, and then I had to quit, and I had like two months before I had to go back to college. So I was trying to like work double time. So 
that summer I ended up working at Kmart during the day from 8 to 4. And then from 7 to midnight, I'd work at this McDonald's. Wow. Like, talk about, like, you lowest got... of the low. <laughs> yeah, but you got some real work ethic. Yeah, I did. I would never do that. <laughs> well, I was just, I just always would think, if I can just get through this, I won't have to do this anymore. You know, um, because it was horrible, obviously. But then I thought, if I don't go back to college, I'm, this is going to be my life. Like, uh, the Kmart. an incentive. Yeah. So the Kmart job, like, there was ladies that would, you know, had been there 25 years, and every week they'd be like, oh, it's Marge's 25th anniversary, and they'd have a cake yeah. in the break room, and then, of course, I'd get invited in there, and then they would be like, when I went to go back to, oh, wait, I'll back up. So Kmart, <laughs> there was, they weren't going to hire me either, and I've noticed that if it's, <laughs> if you just give people the hard sell and you're pretty confident, they just... She's like, well, we only have this shift and this shift. I'm like, no, I only want to work eight to this this time to this time because I have another job. And like, I was just pretty insistent on what I was gonna do. And they they offered me the cashier, or they said I could be a straightener. And I just didn't want to deal with people, so I opted for a straightener. Which yeah. you know what that is? You just I assume you just straighten all the products. Right. On the... Yeah. yeah. Which is great if you have OCD or something, but I don't. So it just made me insane because all day, like, I would spend a half like. This one morning, I spent two hours sorting the vitamins, and I was really proud of that, you know. And then five minutes later, a two-year-old came by, and he just swiped <laughs> it all, and it all just went done, like, <laughs> like as if as if I hadn't done anything. And so, and I remember one day, I um I was up on a ladder, and like there was it was like eight in the morning, and I see this old guy coming towards me, and out of the corner of my eyes, like, uh, Quinlan, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Kelly? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I used to be your teacher, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and I go, oh, hi. And then he goes, you look a lot better than you did when you were 12. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, like so you're, I'm like, oh, cool. Do you need me to help you find something? Like, total creep. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I ended up finding, we had a, do you remember Kmart back in the day had like a book section? You know, book, I'm... Like they would actually sell books. Yeah. And there was a, so there was a little book nook closet. So I used to just hide in there because nobody knew right. where I was. So like I'd be on the clock, but for like an hour and a half, I'd just sit in this little book area because nobody would look for me. It was awful. But I only worked there like a few months before I went back to school. Yeah. Talking about creepy stuff. I remember I was at the mall at the hot dogs and more. <laughs> and I, I go to the men's restroom and I look over and there's a guy in the stall and he's standing on the toilet looking over at me while I'm peeing. <laughs> and I, you know, like I look over, I catch him and he like bolts out of there and runs away. Oh. It was like a middle-aged man. I was in my like, maybe I was 16 or something like that. Yeah. A lot of creepy stuff goes on in those name tag jobs. Yeah. Oh God, that's gross. So how long did, so how long did you work at Hot Dogs? Uh, not long. Maybe, maybe a year, maybe less. Okay. My next job was at a library. Oh, uh, yeah. Where I was a straightener, more or less. Right. For the Dewey Decimal System, right? Yeah, we had we had to know the Dewey Decimal System, and they timed you as to how fast, like, for the interview. And I did a really good job, and they were very excited to have me. But I would hide out a lot, too. Right. And, like, just read and not doing anything else. See, I should have worked at the library, because, yeah, after I worked at the, let's see, so I worked at the IGA grocery store, and then I... I got fired, actually. From IGA? I did. What'd you do? Well, I didn't... I got demoted. They they were, they were <laughs> offered to demote me because I wasn't chicken fryer material. Like, I wasn't... 
Please don't. You're going to make me spit my coffee. <laughs> Please don't spit on my new couch. Um, because I was apparently too slow. But because my boss, I, I remember when, when she, when she, <laughs> yeah, when she would have me, she, she called me up to her office and she was like, you know, you do everything amazing, you know, for you're responsible, you're all this. And I'll give you a great reference, but we just, they gave me the, we don't think you're a good fit for the jelly. Like, you're not jelly material. You're not jelly material. So I was devastated and I started crying. Like, in retrospect, my God, this poor woman. Like, I just start crying to the point. Then she's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I should have just, like, left. But I was like, can you drive me to the library? Because my best friend Connie worked at the library. And so I just make her take me to the library so I can commiserate with Connie how I've just been fired. And then Connie got let go from the library because she misfiled two books. Only two? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we were strict in Milford. They were... Well, I can tell you, I, I think I probably told you this story before, but they we had microfiche, which if, if you're young, you might not know, but it's like microscopic film, and you put it in this big magnifying glass, and you can look at all the old newspapers and stuff, pictures right. of all the old newspapers, pre-internet. Yeah. And I opened... It was a big filing cabinet, and I opened the bottom... And then I guess I opened the top shelf too at the same time and it fell over. Oh, And no. it spilled two full drawers of microfiche all over the place. And it took me, uh, I don't know how long, I had to put it all back together. Like it took me weeks oh, wow. to reorganize all these like little thin sheets. And you were not fired though. I was not fired. Yeah, well, yeah. I should have been. I mean, <laughs> they should have made me clean it up first and then fire me. Right. I also had that happen at a different job. I'm trying to think. So yeah. Oh well. After so after IGA, then I, um, I went to that other pizza place, and then oh the we so Milford had a little. So there's this little shopping plaza. So it had the IGA was in it. There was like a CVS next to it. This was off the of Summit Summit Street. So um, I could walk there from my house. So it had a little restaurant, and I tried to work at the restaurant as a waitress, which. Anyone who knows me knows that is a no. bad idea. Customer I'm, service, I don't know. Well, not that. The clumsiness factor. Like, oh. I'm going to trip and your shit's going to fly everywhere. <laughs> so I worked at the, I was a waitress. I'm going to use air quotes for one day because I was like, I can't do this. Cause, and also that factor. Like, I can't suck up to anybody for two fifty an hour and hoping they'll go throw me a dollar out of pity. You know, I just right. couldn't. I don't have that in me to do that. So I self-voluntarily it out of that one i'm like i'm out and then um after that i let's see there was a couple a couple more food jobs um but then i ended up getting hired at this laundromat at this in the same plaza uh, <laughs> by this it's just, just like it scooted down each each business one, yeah one one after the other so the laundromat was a pretty good job because at this time when i worked there i was i think i was like a junior in high school and i worked there for two years the boss, my boss was super chill because he had daughters like a little older than me. And one of them was in my brother's grade. And he was like a Vietnam vet. And he was like, there's only two rules. You can't fall asleep. I mean, there's only one rule. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fall asleep. Oh, and I think uh, you have to give the right change because this was pre-quarter machine. So you had to learn how to count back change. Like you had to know right. how to count back change, which sounds dumb, but there, you'd be amazed. Well, I, I can't do it. I can do it now, but. There's so many people that, like, the, without a cash register, they have no idea. I, I couldn't even do it with a cash register. Really? <laughs> so I had to learn to count back change and stuff. Um, but that was a pretty good job because Skip was pretty, his name was Skip, and he was pretty chill. And he was just like, you can do your homework and you can do whatever, just, like, get the laundry done. But because um, we had a drop-off service, so you had to wash other people's laundry. Right, right, right. And so um, 
there was that, but, and then there was just, you'd see the regulars all the time, but there was a lot of gross stuff happening in there. Like when you would go to clean up at night, I would find like used condoms and like fists of alcohol. I'm like, what? Yeah. People were partying in the, uh, <laughs> in the bathrooms at the, at the, at the laundromat. The, yeah. We just had one. If I recall, there was only the one bathroom, but then, and like at night you had to mop the floor. So that was always a pain in the ass. Cause it's like, we close at nine o'clock and it'd be five to nine and you're like almost done mopping. And someone would come in and try to like get some laundry that they needed to pick up. And then of course they just walk all over the clean floor that you've just, you know, meticulously mopped for the last 15, 20 minutes. And then you have to redo it all. Uh, it was just uh, a year or two ago. You know, we live in Dexter now, like a farming community, yeah. and the electricity was out, and which meant the water pump wasn't working. We didn't have any water, and I had to go to work, and uh, I drove to the local laundromat <laughs> that had no, you know, nobody working there, and I went in the bathroom and did a horse bath. <laughs> pits and Perry, you know, just yeah. under the pits and the crotch a little yeah. bit with some paper towels that they had there, <laughs> so I could go to work that day at my office job. Oh, that's funny. So it, it never ends. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that job, there was it was pretty colorful. And a lot of times I'd be super hungover. And Skip would be like, are you okay? Because you had that shirt on yesterday. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm fine. And then I remember this guy, he used to come in and he was like a regular. And I used to, I worked the Sunday morning shift. So it was like eight to noon. And um, I used to see him and he was always nice and smiling at me. And so one day uh, he called me on the phone and he asked me out and um I was let's see I was like a senior in high school so he was like I was like oh that's so nice but I, and I thought he was cute but I was like uh do you know how old I am and he's like well I thought you were a little young for me I thought you were but I thought you were around like 20 and I'm like um I'm a senior in high school and he's like oh my god and he just like click and he's like I'm sorry and he just like hung up oh and that's was, good yeah that's stand up yeah he was mortified though and I never saw him again well, that's, that's uh, you know, good job for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to his credit, yeah, he didn't know. And as soon, yeah, he was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> so horrified. But I, I'm like, darn, I wish I was 20 because he was cute. But uh, but I most of the time they weren't creepy too much at that one. Um, but after the laundromat, then I moved next door. There was a dry cleaner. <laughs> Actually, I did that a couple years later, the dry cleaner. I was the counter girl, so I worked like 11 to 7. I think I graduated from college and I was like just back home for the summer and I needed a job. Mm -hmm. And so I think I got a referral from the laundromat because the people at the dry cleaner would come over. Here's a tip, everyone. If you're going to pay to have your comforter dry clean, they're actually just taking it to the laundromat and washing it. Right. Because it doesn't, it's, down comforter should be washed, not dry cleaned. And then they steam it for you and everything. But you're paying a lot of money for someone else to wash your comforter. So you might as well just go to the laundromat and wash it. But anyway, um, saving penny pitching tips. Yeah. From, uh, Kelly tips. Yeah. Full you of want them. some more coffee? Um, I think I'm okay, but you help yourself. All yeah. right. You want me to pause this? No, just keep okay. Talking. I'll keep talking. I, I had something I was going to say, but it, it slipped my mind. Was it dry cleaner? Related? Oh no, it was, um, I, I was a big photographer and probably more than I am now back in, in the high school days yeah. and it was analog film. So you had to take it to the camera shop. And there was a woman that worked there that I don't know how old she was. She could have been 18. She could have been 25. Yeah. And I had a big crush on her. And I asked her out. And she pretty much laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I never got my film developed there again. I was going to say that. Probably put a big damper on you. Because it was the coolest place, too. Yeah. That's too bad. What are you going to do? 
yeah yeah that's rough i'm trying to think let's see a lot of customer service oh i worked at rite aid for one day oh yeah 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 because um that was i got i got a one day i got a one day job too yeah um well, Rite Aid, they, they sold me a bill of goods, which, first of all, it's Rite Aid, so we all know it's not that. You didn't know what you were getting into? Well, I did, but, you know, it just something is just, just heartening when they hand you that smock, that polyester smock, vest, whatever they want to call it that they want you to wear. But I go there, I go through all the orientation, but at this time I was still in high school, and they said, oh, the shift gets over at 10. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but because I had to be at school at 7.25 in the morning. So it turns out that they lied to me and actually the shifts like didn't end until midnight, which means what? I wouldn't get home until 1230 at night. That's a big lie. Yeah. And on weeknights too, like I have to go to school. So I, I worked one day and it was one of those where I was in the middle of my shift the first day and you're thinking, how can I get out of here? Like you start mentally like picturing an escape plan, like you're mm -hmm. just going to go out for a break, but then run to your car and not return. But I'm whatever I have some yeah work ethic so I worked the whole shift but then the next time I was supposed to work which I think was like the next day I had to call but the person who hired me wasn't even there so I was like so my name's Kelly I have brown hair I was there yesterday you guys hired me but I'm not coming back I quit like I just <laughs> called in and quit they probably wanted their smock back yeah I think I kept it and I never got my last check well I uh I can't remember when it was maybe it was right after high school before college Anyways, there was a new McDonald's open in downtown. They just built it. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I went for the interview. They're like, yeah, they were, they were hiring a lot of people at the same time. So we all sat and watched the training video. Oh, those are the and worst. I was the only person laughing during the training <laughs> video. So after the training video, I went to the lady and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do this job. She's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I, I just can't do it. And I, I gave back. You know, it was still in, like in the plastic wrap of my <laughs> outfit. And they sent me a check for like, I don't know, $3, which I wish I would have kept and framed, but I probably needed the $3 at the time. Yeah. So I probably worked there for an, an hour, maybe, hour and a half. Yeah. See, I made it through my McDonald's training video, but as I was watching it, I was like in the basement of a McDonald's. So picture that, first of all, I'm in the basement of McDonald's. Uh, they have a basement? Yeah, this one did. Okay. And I was like sweating because I was like, this is horrible. You know, it's like anxiety, but then I knew I was trapped and I'm like, I need to keep this job. So... But yeah, the whole video about how to make a hamburger yeah. and all that shit. And then I worked at Kroger and there was also a training video. But when I worked at Kroger, I was a courtesy clerk, which is just um, a nice way of saying the peon that gets the cart when it's raining. It was a bagger. Oh, yeah. That seems so, like kind of a hard job. I see people doing that. And I'm always amazed. Yeah. And this was, you know, not to sound 100, but this was before they had the electronic cart thingy i saw those recently those are really cool yeah, those are nice but this was like manual just go collect them all as many as yeah. you can hold and then shove them in the thing so and again that was another smock job but even worse than the the uniforms is usually the overhead music because um kroger oh, yeah. and kmart also they each had their own radio station oh yeah and it was Muzak. like kroger muzak and it was yeah. like and then it would break in every once in a while Today, this week on special, we have pears and plums, blah, blah. Like, oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Well, Kmart, were, were you talking about Kmart? Both, but Kmart. they had the blue, blue, blue light, light special. special right? Yeah. Yeah, one time at Kmart, they were like, they needed me to make the closer announcement. I don't know why, but I had to get on the thing and be like, 
Attention, Kmart shoppers. The store will be closing in five minutes. I must have worked a late shift that one time or something. But that was like super awkward. I'd put that on the resume. <laughs> I know. It's going to give me some voiceover work, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, Kmart was a rough one. Um, oh, I worked at a catering company. So this was in Union Lake. And it was called, they're still in business. That's okay. And despite my best efforts, they're still in business. It was called A Matter of Taste. It was a husband and wife. And um, they had this like tiny little building and it was kind of octagon shaped. And they had me driving this cargo van with no um, no windows. So you can see where this is going. <laughs> oh, okay. So like, yeah, like a windowless fan in the back. And, right, yes. Yeah, gotcha. And so um, that job was super stressful because the, the guy who was, the, the husband was the chef and he was like super perfectionist and really uptight and like would like scream at people like if, I don't know, like if he made something and then like you dropped a drop of salt, like you ruined the present. Like he was very intense and mm -hmm. I was like early 20. So he just scared the shit out of me. But I'm like, but this is a good job, you know, and they kept like they 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 still kept having me come back. So I was like, OK, right. I guess I'm doing OK. Well, this one day the regular delivery guy didn't show up. And so they needed someone to go deliver a bunch of quiche in Cranbrook. And I don't know if you're familiar. It's over in West Bloomfield. Yeah. But that I mean, Cranbrook, this is, you know, every street is called Cranbrook and they all look <laughs> the same. And so I'm in this like complex for like an extra half an hour because I can't figure out like which, wherever I'm supposed to go. So eventually I get all these quiche to this, they're having an open house, this realtor is waiting for me. So I deliver her the quiche and then she's screaming at me because I'm late. And like, so she berates me for 20 minutes. And so I'm already feeling like shit. I go out to my car and I'm like, I'm like driving back to the office and I look in the back seat for some reason, I'm at a light, there was two fucking quiche back there that I forgot to deliver. Mm -hmm. And I just like pulled over <laughs> and back loser was playing. And I just sat in the car and cried because I knew like, what am I going to do? I'm either I have to go back you to this. Place. Away. Well, yeah, but I, well, I went back to work and I told the wife like what happened because I'm an honest person. Uh -huh. And so I told her because I would have thrown them away. Yeah. Well then, so the wife was like, Oh, don't worry, honey. We're not going to tell my husband. And I'm like, okay, that's on you because you're married to him, you know? <laughs> so then fast forward like a half an hour, the, the woman whose quiche they were called to complain. Oh, no. But she didn't call the wife. She called the guy who now has no idea. Uh, so then they, him and his wife got into a big fight. And then I'm the asshole in the middle. <laughs> yep. And so then the next, you know, so that blows over. Well, then I had to go do another delivery for them. So they have me go. Like at the time, this seemed like out of like so far away, but it was down in Birmingham and I had to go pick up some fish at the Royal Oak Fish Market. Yeah. Well, I was driving the van around the side of the building. I hit the building with the van. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get clear. <laughs> so I, I literally hit their building with the van, which was bad enough, except apparently the last girl who had that job had just done the exact same thing. Oh, no. And they had just repaired that van and then I fucking did it again like a month later. And so I go, I get the fish, all that stuff, and I come back. And so a couple of weeks later, there's a new girl, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is Sally. She's going to help you do your job. And I'm uh -huh. thinking, but I, right, but, I, but I'm thinking, but I used to do this by myself. And so, yeah, I trained her, and then they fired me, rightfully so. Yeah. But um, when I came back the next day after that quiche thing, the or maybe it was after I hit, the, hit their building, one of the other, her husband was like, I'm really surprised you came back. And I'm like, me too. So like they <laughs> That's not I, a good sign. No. And so that was awful. 
I, I had another job at a, a library. It was uh, after the McDonald's didn't work out. Yeah. And I can't remember when, maybe a summer, because I wasn't uh, working when I went to college. But I, I kind of like dropped or kind of failed out of one college after two years and then okay. failed out of another college after a semester. And was this in Ohio? Yeah. Okay. So I, I had the, the downtown city library, uh, which was two stories, and the top story was the music with the CDs and cassettes. And that was, I assume, the cool place to be? Yeah, yeah, the AV. Right, AV so, club. Like, <laughs> I had all this music pre-internet again, and I'd make mixed tapes all day, pretty much. Okay. And then we, we had a, a telescope looking out the back window, and there was a, a porn shop right next to a, a Catholic <laughs> supply store. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Door to door, so... We just watched to see who went in which one. And right, or did laugh. people cross-pollinate? It seems like they should have, right? They should have gone think... to the porn shop and then like ask go for forgiveness and then right. go back to the porn shop. Yeah, or they're so rip their wife dropped them off at the Catholic store. And yeah, then when she leaves, they go right they into the porn around the corner around the back. Yeah, I think I think those two are still open back-to-back, and it's pretty abandoned in that area. Yeah, I would imagine. That. I can't imagine why that's not a huge draw. <laughs> I think it's great. They should just combine businesses. Mm-hmm. Gift shop. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that job. And then, uh, oh, I worked at a car wash. Oh, nice. But it was just for like uh, two weeks. Oh, I worked at a car wash for like two weeks, but it was more, will you tell you yours? No, I want to hear yours first. Okay, so mine was a full-service gas station uh -huh. with a very expensive car wash. And this was like the $12 car wash that they called the works or whatever. And this job, um, I had to be there at like six in the morning or no, five 30, whatever, some insanely early time. And I'm not a morning person. So that was the first problem. However, so I, you know, it's like the second day and it's full service. So there's like those islands inside and like, you just like trapped in this little booth basically. And then, um, cars run over the thing and ring the bell and then, but, I mean, unless you've lost the ability to see, you can see when a car's coming, right? So the right. first day I'm sitting in there and I have a book with me because I'm waiting for someone to come. And then uh, someone says, oh, you can't read. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they frown upon it if you read. They want you to be attentive in case a customer comes. I'm like, well, I can hear the bell. And they're like, nope. So there was nothing to read. So then I'm... Oh. It just reminded me of another job I had. <laughs> so I was a rebel. So I would read like the shell pamphlets on like what, what cars get stolen. You know, I needed something. I mean, there's no stimulation going up. There's right. no. So um, this woman comes. Oh, this was when it got really sad. I think this was like day two. They gave me a coat, you know, like a satin jacket with like those shiny satin coats. And it said shell gas on the back. Uh -huh. But it was someone else's coat. It was like Steve. Like Steve <laughs> didn't make it. So I got Steve's old coat. And uh, this woman comes rolling in and she's like, um, I need you to check my oil. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, are you going to check my oil? And I'm like, well, yeah, what do you mean? She's like, well, you're a, you're a girl. And I go, she's got a good point. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm aware of that, but I know how to check the oil. In fact, you should know how to check your own oil too. Right. And she's like, well, I go, but there's a guy over there. And I point to my coworker. I'm like, if you'd rather wait, he can help you. But I, I trust me. I know how. And she's like, well, how do you know how? And I said, well, A, my dad made me learn and B, I've had a lot of shitty cars that leak oil. So if you don't know how to check it, you're going to be. Checking oil is like, I, I mean, even I can do that. Yeah, it's, I'm, not, it's, I'm not a mechanic. No, it's so basic. So I had to explain it to her. Like, this is a dipstick, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I only worked there for like four days because I just couldn't take it. And then my boss wasn't, um, when I quit, then he wasn't going to pay me. 
And uh, I was casually saying that to my dad because, you know, after you call a couple times, you just give up. I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I was working at my second laundromat, actually. <laughs> Snow White laundromat. <laughs> serial laundromat. <laughs> yes. Laundress. So I was working at the laundromat, and uh, my dad came in to visit because he did a lot of tree work in the area, and he was just walk, coming by on one of his jobs. So I'm casually saying, oh, I didn't get paid. And he goes, and he just, like, stopped. He got all, like, serious and dead. And he goes, what's your boss's name? And I'm like, Jose. And he's like, I'll be back. And he, like, slammed his hand down. And I said, Dad, don't worry about it. He's like, nope, don't worry. You don't worry about it. I'll be back. And he comes back like 15 minutes later with a check and slams it down the counter. He's like, here you go. I go, what'd you say to him? And he goes, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think I would be that dead too. Yeah. I, you know, whatever he said to him, he obviously, scared. you're going to pay my daughter. I mean, I can't imagine. He went scary on him. My dad could be definitely scary. Yeah. Um, and now I'm glad, rightfully so. Sure. But yeah, so what was your um my car wash? Yeah, car wash. It, it was less eventful. Uh, <laughs> well, like uh, it was one of those where the the driver got out and the the kid got in, you know, oh, and drove, and drove it, through. it through. Yeah. But what they do is like if there was any drugs in the car, they would steal the drugs. Was that a prevalent thing? Um, I don't know. I, I guess mean... it was enough, <laughs> and they'd steal change or like loose money in the car. Yeah. And then they'd all divvy it up, like. <laughs> But I, I didn't do that. And so they'd never put me on the shift. I'd just sit on the bench. Oh, you know? so you were not, you were not was, cool enough to be put in the lineup. No, ex, excommunicated from the uh, <laughs> the ring of thieves. Yeah. So that job only lasted like two weeks because, uh, you know, they wouldn't actually let me work. So I'd just if, show up. Yeah, So, but they're still paying you to show up, right? I mean, you got paid. I got paid, but you didn't get tips. Right. Which was really the thing you wanted so to So what get. did the customer, so the... the get the whatever the attendant is driving your car and you're just standing outside yeah or you go wait on the other side you and go then... wait on the inside and they got like you can buy air fresheners oh, okay. in a little shop you've never seen one of those no michigan little... doesn't have those really no nah. i mean because this full service gas station this was like those were like a dying breed too this yeah, was on that, the corner of like a while back haggerty and um hmm. It was in commerce, so yeah. To, well, it was because there was a drive-in on the corner next to it, and this was like the drive-in might have just had gone out. So it was a long time ago. New, but New Jersey still has full service. They force you to. It's like a state law. You can't not pump. Like you can't pump your own gas. Yeah, because I remember we drove. We were living in Brooklyn. We drove across, and we had to pull off shortly after we got into New Jersey. And I get out of the car and I see this guy walking towards me. And after living in Detroit for a right, while, you think like you're... if some <laughs> some asshole is walking towards you in the gas station. They're going to give you a hard time or they're going to ask for money or something. Yeah. So I'm kind of being defensive. And he's like, he's like, no, no, it's all right. Uh, I got to do this. And I'm like, I didn't believe him at first. I'm like, he's going to just take my money and run off. Or take like, the car jack you or yeah. something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess they have to do that. But they really should have bigger signs about that because yeah, I was it... just going to tell this guy to f off or something it's very jarring because we were in new jersey uh, my mom was in an art show she's an artist and she got into an art show in a manhattan um but of course so it was my mom me my friend carlene and my aunt carol so when we, was that um 2000 and hmm, like 2003 something like that oh no. so before i moved out there yeah way before maybe it was sooner maybe it was earlier than that Early 2000s. Okay. Anyway, she got into this national art show. She's a pastel artist, so it was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, and it was hanging in this old, like, men's club that, like, John Lennon allegedly owned. I mean, used to frequent, which, whatever. But 
So anyway, we can't afford to stay in Manhattan. So, sure. but we're obviously we're paying seventy nine dollars a night to look at Manhattan. Those people are paying three hundred to look at New Jersey. So who's stupid now? <laughs> I don't know. New Jersey does have a better view of Manhattan. It really does. So, um, but yeah, we had the gas station thing too. Oh, and my grandpa was with us. Yeah. And his Buick LeSabre. We took his Buick oh. LeSabre. It was a pretty nice one. Um, but those sway in the back. You've had those, right? Oh yeah, that's the one I got in the bad car accident with. Okay. Ours didn't sway though, but you have to know how to handle a, a boat of a car. They just kind of like you get kind of nauseous, like in the back. Like my grandpa, maybe it's, it was maybe probably his driving. Driving is off a little bit or something. A little. I mean, they float down the road, so I could see how you could wiggle it a little bit. Yeah, it was that floaty feeling, I guess. Um, but yeah, our gas station, my gas station job, besides the oil thing, it was just kind of dull but i would get a lot of old ladies that did they had never in their life pumped gas because these women are like 70 you know sure. and they've never their husbands did it for them or whatever and so they were super nice like oh you know dear oh. it reminded me of another job i had which was working at the marriott shop in the marriott it's in ohio and they had like little sweater vests there everywhere yeah and i just i just remember when that was still uh, uh, I'm talking about, talking about the little tub with first. I have a friend who came to me doing a job at job shop. And, uh, yeah, the yeah, 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 boat was supposed to just sit there behind a little counter or dust. We weren't supposed to do anything else, you know, like, 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 but we had, we had periodicals. And so I was always reading, like, whatever magazine or, like, Wall Street Week and that kind of the Financial Times. Oh, yeah, yeah. So mainly I was just reading about finances the whole time and selling. Uh, we sold cigarettes. Mainly people would come in to buy cigarettes. Okay. I remember there was this one woman. She could barely talk. She's like, ugh, I don't know what's wrong. Ugh. And then, so I'll take a bag of cigarettes. I'm like, oh my God, this lady's going to die right in front of me. Maggie came to visit once, and uh, I took her back to the stock room, and we were making out. And then the security guard came around. So they must have had, like, a security camera on the shop to know that I just took my girlfriend back in there. <laughs> but uh, we didn't really get caught. She, we, we got out of there before uh yeah, before security guard asked any questions. That's pretty funny. The other one was uh, Blockbuster. I worked at Blockbuster. Oh, amazing. So I, I had a, that was that was a high school job, khakis. Yeah. With a true name tag. Blue shirt. Blue shirt, yeah. Yeah. And uh, VHS. I don't, it was all VHS. Did you get free rentals? I think I got a discount, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes uh, the funnier thing was like, like a woman would come in and you'd be like, oh, you got to, you got to charge that you need to pay. And we didn't have rated, we didn't have any porn, but right. some of the rated R movies were racier than others. Yeah. And so you'd be like, uh, yeah, you got to pay this fee. And she's like, well, what was the movie? And oh. you tell them, and they're like, we never rented that. And it was obviously the husband that right. rented it. <laughs> she was out of town. And then one time, a guy brought a, a personal home video porn. Yeah. He oh. returned it accidentally. Oh, no. You know, because he thought yeah. it was his Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever that he had yeah. rented. And so, you know, in a panic, he comes back, like, the next day, and he's like, did I accidentally give a video? And we're like, no. I don't know what <laughs> People were watching it like behind the, uh, oh, the desk no. and the monitor. Oh. And that poor guy, I'm sure he was panicked, but it was pretty hilarious to just be like, no, I'm sorry, sir. You didn't, uh, 
We didn't get any home movie returns. I never worked at a video store, but my younger brother, Will, a.k.a. BJ, um, he was obsessed with movies. And so we had a video store in Milford called Discount Video, and he used to walk there from our house. And, like, he'd be gone for two or three hours, which was pretty normal. So my mom would literally call the video store, is BJ there? And they'd be like, you need to go home. Like, that was where his, like, second hangout was, was the video <laughs> store. And so um, – Connie and I were always watching um, Siskel and Ebert, and they were always yeah. recommending these movies. And a lot of times they would just be like, oh, this one's quirky. So they they told us this one. Like, now I'm like, well, duh. There was this movie called Spanking the Monkey. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Connie and I were like, oh. It, but they build it literally as like a quirky comedy. That's what I, honestly, that's what I thought I was renting. Because I was kind of innocent and dumb. So obviously we rent it and we start watching it at Connie's house. It's clearly not that. Obviously this kid is like masturbating constantly and then he has an affair with his own mom. Did you, I mean, it just, no, I didn't see it. Okay. It just kept getting worse and worse. And so then the kid like confesses to the dad that he's been doing this and the dad doesn't believe him. So then the kids are telling him like certain body parts on his mom that no, and no I, it's so, so we shut it off because we were just like traumatized. But, like, yeah, we thought we were watching this funny, quirky... Well, that's the thing back then, like... <laughs> Couldn't really tell. What, what did you do? You you read the back description. And you looked at the still photo that yeah. they chose. Yeah, I mean, I remember going in there and... Well, like these days, you sit there and you, like, flip through Netflix or you flip through Prime and you watch, like, a dozen trailers and then you don't rent a movie and you go to sleep. Yeah, or you watch some old sitcom. Like, I, my go-to to go to sleep is Frasier. <laughs> Something about Kelsey Grammer's voice, I'm just like... <sighs> well, I'm just saying, Maggie and I can flip through and watch trailer after trailer before yeah. she, like, goes to sleep before we even rent a movie. Yeah, because it's enough. Like, last night I tried to watch one on Prime, the the J.D. Power joke. It was Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder are, like, these two people at a wedding. It's called Destination Wedding. Real, uh -huh. real clever title. It is. And, uh, yeah. He is allegedly works for JD Power, and so Winona really? Ryder kept going, the awards. So you write about fake awards for cars, about fake things, and he's like, no, it's the marketing side. That's a different company, but it's the same. And she's like, no, really, that's such a bullshit job. So yep, it's really it funny. Sure is. That was really funny when you sent me that today. But I remember going to Blockbuster, walking around for half an hour, reading stuff, looking at pictures, and then not renting anything. Right. Almost like today when we watch all the trailers, it was like exhausting to read all these like paragraphs. Right. Um, Berkeley um, still has a video store. We have family video. Really? And I don't know how they make any money because most of the movies, unless it's new, if it's a new rental, it's like two fifty a night uh -huh. or you for like three thirty three. I don't know how they come up with their pricing. You can rent it for an extra day or whatever. So you get it for like three days. But most of their other movies, the, the general movies are two for a dollar for a week. What the fuck? How can you make any money? 50 cents a movie? Are you sure it's not a front for something else? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they must be making the money. The money must come from the late fees or the popcorn or the snacks. Because something, the juju beats? Yeah, because I've lived here for like six years and I keep, you know, I'm assuming at any day now the family video is going to be done. Right. But it's still there. It's That's like going strange. strong. And I, most of the time though, if I do rent a movie, I just rent it on my TV. Yeah. Or I go to the library, but then I've never been good about returning them. I remember I owed Blockbuster like $14 in late fees, so then you just stop showing up. Like, if I don't go in there, they're not going to get my late <laughs> fee, because it's not like they would send you letters in the mail. Right. Or even if they did. what, what well, do you... the library sends you letters, though. They Yeah, except it's all online. And the library is very liberal with the word delinquent. Yes, Like, you'll be are. 50 cents over, and they're like, you're a delinquent. I'm like, yeah. really? And so... um 
Yeah, the library. I use the library a lot, too. I remember my dad was very uh, disapproving of me getting a job at Blockbuster because they're uh, pretty conservative evangelicals, and they rented our movies at Blockbuster. Right. And so he was uh, he was not too happy with me that I would get such a, <laughs> such a secular Scandalous job. Scandalous job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. Here's another one of my jobs. I worked at the Olive Garden oh. in the summertime between... Right before I went to college, so my senior summer, I worked at Olive Garden, and uh, my I worked there. My brother, his best friend, and one of my friends all worked there, so it was, it was fun. And and so like five or six people I know worked there, and I was a prep cook, so I worked in the in the way back, um, and you know uh, what it sounds like, like prepping all the food, like little tiny. Oh, it's gonna be like there was a dish at the time called chicken. Florentine, so it was like we called it sea flow, you know, hip back there. Yeah. Like chunks of chicken and spinach, and you'd have to portion it out. So then the person who went to cook it, it was real food, but then they just grab a little packet, you know, it was all like prepared already. Uh-huh. So that's what we did all day, or that's what I did all day. And like for some reason. So you're a prep cook. Yeah. And my and Shane was an actual cook. Like he actually got to use heat and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then his best friend used to make all the sauce. Uh-huh. Like all that stuff was homemade. So he would make all the sauce and stuff. But we worked like eight to, it was like nine to four or something. But like people would come in, what a beautiful day. And I'm like, is it? Because when you work in the right back of the <laughs> you kitchen, you don't, you don't see anything. It's just awful. And then I don't remember them ever giving us a lunch break. So I would just lived on those breadsticks because those were coming out every two minutes. That was also part of my job. Everybody's job. Like as soon as a breadstick came out, you had this giant brush and you're brushing butter all over them. Sure. You whip those well, out super fast. It's endless breadsticks, so you got to keep making them. <laughs> yeah, endless breadsticks, and then we used to steal the Andes mints. Oh yeah, the those are good. Yeah, I remember my dad had them at his office, and I'd always eat a lot of them. To me, those rides like rich people candy. It is. When I was little, there was there was none of those Andes mints. No. And then you'd go somewhere, and you're like, oh, they must have fancy, <laughs> fancy chocolate mints. So yeah, a lot of restaurant jobs, a lot of laundromats, dry cleaners. I'm just remembering another one. I worked oh, yeah. at the post office. Okay. All right. So it was like winter rush and they needed some extra people. So I got hired and it was like, uh, you had to be there like 4 a.m. to 3 p.m. So you were like a sorter? So I, I sorted the magazines. Okay. Like they'd have a big pile and they'd have, you know, a lot of big shelf slots and you just put them in the slots. Okay. And you do that all day and then you'd come back and it would be the exact same thing. It was the most, it was the most awful job. You, you never had a sense that you actually finished anything. Yeah. And all the guys there, uh, if you're a veteran, it's easy to get a job at the post office because it's, it's a, a government job. job. Yeah. So that's why those guys go postal because they're they're in a PSTD. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and this job is so maybe if you walk around and and hand out the mail, it's a little more fulfilling. But working in the warehouse, it was awful. Yeah. I, I remember going into the bathroom and I fell asleep on the toilet once. <laughs> oh, and I had this big cart of packages and I was pushing it along the wall and I ripped off the thermostat. Oh, no. <laughs> right off the wall. Uh, what happened? Oh, there was another story. Uh, you know, you drive up and there's like two of the blue mailboxes and you put your yeah. mail in because it's at the home post office. You wouldn't believe how many people put stuff in there that they did not intend to put in there. Like they put their car keys in there, wow. or they'd like, they I don't know they'd put a video in there, like a blockbuster video, or like stuff like that. 
it always come and I'd have to go out and like and unlock then, the thing and sort through it. Did and you guys find... have a like a lost and found or, so that people would come back or did, I mean? Yeah, I mean when they emptied it when I emptied it during like the normal hours I would, but usually if they dropped something in there like their car keys, they would right. know right away and yeah, yeah. have to walk up and then. I'd be the guy that would come out and sort through all the mail and find their car keys. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I, um, yeah, another one of my jobs in college, well, not college, grad school. So I went to a grad school in Atlanta and um, I worked at, so it was called Joe Mugs and it was like a newsstand slash um, coffee bar. So I was a barista and then there was like wall to wall magazines. So we could read. I had a really chill boss and he's like, as long as you're waiting on the customers when you're not doing that, if you want to read magazines, like now I can read. I'm like, fantastic. Wow. So like, that's I'm a step up in your career. Really? It was amazing. Um, but because, and also customer service, everyone knows kind of sucks, but when you're making coffee, your interaction is very short. You know, it's pretty much that's like, true. what would you like? And then if they're a jerk, it's only five seconds. But what used to drive me crazy is like in the morning, there'd be a huge long line They've been waiting in a line for 10 minutes. And when I get to them, they don't know what they want. Like you've been in line for 10 minutes. You haven't figured it out. Yeah. Or they'd have their kid with them who's like two. And they're like, Billy, do you, what do you want? I'm like, fucking get Billy with the program. <laughs> Ask Billy, does he want milk or does he want, like, give the kid give two choices. Yeah. Give him two choices and move it along, you know. So, um, but it was really, it was really good. But after a while, I, because this was, I was in grad school. So I would try to do homework, but I was in grad school for advertising so unless I could think of headlines I can't really work while I'm there but so I just do a lot of reading and um you start running out of stuff to read like your the stuff you're interested in and then there's like right. gardens and guns like all these weird magazines and so I this I ran out of stuff to read so I'm reading Playboy because I literally was reading Playboy they, they had a Playboy at the coffee shop yes we we sold pornography which people oh, people wow. were not happy with I used to because this is the south this was in Atlanta. Yeah. But I would I got complaints sometimes. And this was the first time That's I was... a very strange thing to sell at a coffee shop. Right. I know. Um, but it was on a, well, in their defense, it was on a higher shelf and like most of it came in like black packaging. Right, but still But it's still strange. it was it was it was. And uh but the Playboy was apparently I don't know I don't know anything about it, but apparently that one's not doesn't need to be under a certain cover. Like it must be the grosser it gets, the more I don't know. Uh, so anyway, the Playboy was just normal, like on the shelf. Yeah, so I'm literally reading it because I've read everything else. And the, my coworker comes in and he was like totally judged. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm reading Playboy. He's like, how can you be reading Playboy? I'm like, leave me alone. Go pet your cat. Like, what are you judging me for? <laughs> like, there's nothing else to read. It I'm... used to be quite a literary magazine back yeah, in the Yeah, there day. was like good articles and interviews. And there was, you know, um, I don't know. I literally was reading it. I wasn't like... Yeah, I know that's the famous line. Yeah, you but... got it from the articles. <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, so that coffee shop. So then we had a mom come in and complain about the pornography magazines. Yes. And so she, we gave her the number to headquarters and stuff. And then um, my boss was super cool, but then he left. And so then I got a more corporate guy that was my boss. And he was always, he was one of those that was like, if someone orders a coffee, try to sell him a scone. Like, so the upsell. Upsell, yeah. And like, you know, if he wanted a scone, he would have said scone when he ordered his coffee. <laughs> so unless he was standing there, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. He's like, Kelly, what? ask him. And I'm like, oh, God. So I'm like, do you want anything else? And he's like, no, no, ask him if he wants a scone. Shit, nobody wants a scone. They're horrible. These, <laughs> these scones are bad anyway. And then um, when he wasn't there, though, people would people would go, oh, 
how's the cake? And I would always say, it's not worth your $4. <laughs> because that's the truth. Because it's not like we're out there baking it. Like we would get a cake on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day. It was fresh when we got it. But then, you know, we're talking like four days later. Right, and every night right. you wrap it back up with cellophane. So I would honestly say it's not worth your $4. Um, but our cookies are amazing because they were individually wrapped. And those were really good. I mean, I don't know. I just would rather be honest. <laughs> but... They went under probably because I refused to upsell the scones and, and, and the, the cake. pornography. Yeah, and the pornography. Uh, but there is still a, they're affiliated with Books a Million Bookstore, uh-huh. and there's one around the corner here. Yeah, at 13 in Southfield. If anyone's interested, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's pornography available, but Books a Million. Yeah. Hey everybody, hope you enjoyed this episode of Weirdo Magnet. <laughs> um and. Uh, If you're stuck in one of these name tag jobs, it's going to get better. And if it doesn't, at least you're going to have some good stories. And we're ending with an original song by Jimmy Ohio called Shimmy and Shake.